When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. The Chicago Blackhawks have a new head coach, and we're going to get into it for the next hour. We are presented by PointsBet. Use that promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that's not it. Make a $50 or more first-time deposit, and you'll receive a free CHGO membership. That unlocks all of our great web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's two grand in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free t-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. Happy Friday, everybody. Jay Zawoski with Mario Tirabasi and Greg Boyson here. Thanks for joining us on a very busy news day around the country. The Blackhawks have a new head coach. It is Luke Richardson. He is the man... Frank Saravalli was the first to report it. Our sources have confirmed to us that his report is correct. Uh, behind the curtain, we were midway through podcast <laughs> when Mario goes, oh, oh, oh. I, we, we were, so we were talking about uh, Scott Powers' his, his piece of where he was kind of laying out like, hey, we might know the Blackhawks head coach in the next week. And it's down to Brad Shaw, Luke Richardson, or Derek King. And I was on my phone, like researching, like, "Hey, does does Derek King, Luke Richardson, Brad Shaw, do they have any connections or anything like that? Did they coach together, play together, anything like that?" They didn't open up Twitter, and sure enough, it was Frank Saravalli with his report. <laughs> and I just interrupted you guys. I said, "I said, uh, hey, <laughs> Good we should uh, we should follow up on this." And so, yeah, so here's uh, here's here's take two of our podcast today. Well, there it is. I, initial reaction for me. As we had been doing our uh, interviews with guests and trying to figure out, you know, what do these guys bring to the table? Bradshaw, Todd Reardon, Luke Richardson. Richardson had emerged as my favorite. I think he checks all the boxes of uh, enough experience as an assistant, got some Stanley Cup final coaching time uh, during COVID. Uh, and I think he checks the box of presence. I think you look at Luke Richardson, he walks into a room and guys, maybe they don't remember his playing days. But he's got like a Brindamore energy about him, right? Like a, 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 he's a serious guy. He was a tough player. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like this hire. And uh, of the three, you know, of course, like if Barry Trotz wanted to come to Chicago, thumbs up. But for the for the candidates we had, for me, this is the guy I wanted as head coach. Uh, and we'll get into it as the show goes on. What does this mean for Derek King? That's the next question we have to answer. Um, but fellas, initial reaction from you. Greg, why don't you start? We'll go alphabetically. 
Ah. <laughs> uh, this seems like deja vu all over again. Um, <laughs> we, um, yeah, it's it's I I'm okay with Luke Richardson. I like him. Um, you know, a lot of people within the league think he's a really good person and a really good coach. That's good enough for me. Like I, I can't go on here and give you this long biography of Luke Richardson besides the fact that uh, Bob Probert once called him a yeah. the United Center uh, live over the MC. That's my Luke Richardson moment. I, maybe I'll bring that up at his introductory press conference. Um, yeah, but, that'll go over well. Yeah, that'll be a good way. <laughs> hey, remember that time Probert called you a sissy in front of in front of the eight hundred people at the United Center that night. Yeah. Um, but yeah. uh, no, I'm it's sure a good he move. Remembers, by the way. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, he what? was in the well, locker room. That doesn't ring a bell. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, no, I, I like the move. Um, we'll get into the Derek King stuff here and and what his staff will look like. But um, you know, he's a solid coach. We had we had L- Laura Saba on last week told us all about him he's players love playing for him you know it, it's kind of a, i'm looking forward to getting to know him getting to work with him learning about him you know a little bit i do know about him off ice he's gone through a lot of of, of personal struggles off ice and, and as somebody who has gone through not a similar situation but as somebody who's gone through a lot of struggles and have found and, and have gotten back on track um, you know, that's somebody that, that I can really relate to and, and lean on and, and, and hopefully be able to have a good relationship with. And, uh, but he's a, he's a solid coach. There's no doubt about that. Everybody you talk to, everybody who's played with him, that they're big fans. So, uh, you know, it, it, it came down to Derek King, Luke Richardson, or Bradshaw, according to Scott Powers, as we were talking about, um, uh, the first time we started to record this show and, uh, <laughs> You know, when when it came down to that, it's like those three guys are kind of, mm, you know, maybe all in the same category of coaches, but they're going outside the organization. They're bringing in a guy that came from a team that made it all the way to the Stanley Cup final just a year ago, and he was part of that coaching staff. He got to coach, head coach a couple of those games mm-hmm. uh, because of COVID. So he's coming from a team that a, tr- a traditional powerhouse, but he's played. He played over fourteen hundred NHL games. He's been on winning teams. He's been on losing teams. He's been on everything in between. He's seen it all. So the the struggles and and the rigors of of a year one of a rebuild shouldn't uh, shouldn't really be too much of a burden for him. Let's recap the coaching. Uh rundown for luke richardson here uh 2009 through 2012 he was assistant in the uh, ottawa senators organization under Corey clauston and paul mclean from 2012 to 2016 he was head coach of the binghamton senators uh made it to round one round one and then missed the playoffs twice so that was his four years nine uh 20 2017 and 18 Islanders assistant under Doug Waite, and then from 2018 to 2022, Montreal assistant under Claude Julien, Dominique Ducharme, and Martin St. Louis, of course, uh, who finished the season there this year and was named the full-time head coach. And we knew um, that Luke Richardson would not have, if he did not get the head coaching job in Chicago, was going to return to uh, Montreal. They really like him there. And uh, one of the things Laura Sapa told us was, he was not a candidate for the head coaching job because his French is not good enough. And you have to be able to speak uh, two languages to be the head coach in Montreal, which makes a lot of sense. Um, But he's a fine candidate, especially for what the Hawks are looking to do, looking to rebuild. They weren't going to go get one of those huge names. And um, 
Uh, let's go. Bring it on, man. Bring on a Luke Richardson era. I'm excited to hear from him. Uh, not sure when he'll speak. Uh, I'm assuming it won't be over the weekend. So I would think early next week is the first time we'll hear from him officially. And maybe the Hawks make it official at some point then. Who knows? But um, that's the news. Confirmed by sources. Uh, first reported by Frank Cervalli. So Luke Richardson is the guy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. I, I do like that they are going outside of the organization i think that you know with with keeping kyle davidson in the general manager uh role once he was you know named the interim um i think that that was that was fine i i i, I think back to when when he was you know had the interim tag lifted it, it wasn't you know you weren't pounding your fist saying they should have you know gone with someone else you were like all right cool i think with with Derek king if he had been the head coach it would have been a little bit Meh. Okay. You know, you you can kind of see uh, maybe a little bit of the direction that they were going, but I think going outside of the organization, getting a fresh set of eyes on on the team, on 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 the roster, everything like that, um, a new a new head voice in the uh, in the locker room. I think that that's a good decision. Um, Richardson's been around the game for a long time. Um, you know, you don't you don't play fourteen hundred NHL games, over fourteen hundred NHL games without. Uh, you know, not not only being a quality player, but having a, a good mind for the game as well. Because as, as you get older, you gotta you know you gotta compensate for for your skills deteriorating a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, he's got a, a long playing career that should resonate with some players. He's got a pretty decent uh, coaching career under him. AHL head coach, uh, I think eight seasons as a as an NHL assistant. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's 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 good. I think it's. I think it's going to be. I think it is a good hire. We'll see how how things pan out, and um, you get a little bit of the 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 presence that I think the the organization was looking to have in the locker room, and I think you also kind of set. I think the organization kind of set themselves up with potentially a coach that could, as they wanted to do, grow with the team. They weren't looking to hire just. All right, let's just bring in someone who can, you know guide us through the rebuild and then when we're ready to go we'll get our you know joel high uh, joel quenville-esque hire someone who's ready to go i think they want someone who will you know have an opportunity to grow as a head coach and be you know reliable as a head coach to when the team is ready to compete again can be around well we mentioned our interview with laura saba here a couple times i pulled a chunk of the interview where she sort of summarizes uh the best parts of luke richardson so let's give that a listen. This is from, uh, I think it was Monday's episode of the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. He seems to be, from all the player interviews, he's been in Montreal for quite some time now. He was in Ottawa before that. From player interviews, from the family story and everything like that, he seems to be the kind of guy that players would run through a wall for, uh, which, you know, whenever you hear his defensemen talk about him, it's very much that way. He does seem to be a guy, obviously, he had many years as a player. Uh, he does seem to be the kind of guy who knows how to talk to his players, communicate with his players. Uh, really, I think he gives everybody a lot of time. And he seems to be that way with former teammates, with friends. Nobody would say a bad word about him. So he's definitely what I would term as a player's coach. And in Montreal, to be honest, he's definitely been the kind of person that has uh, taken his role really well. You know. He, he's never kind of when Martin Saint Louis came in, who's, you know, uh, it was an off the board pick, let's be honest, and uh, somebody with no experience. Mm -hmm. uh, 
coming in to be a head coach, Luke Richardson did everything that he could to support Martin St. Louis. And, you know, when you talk about St. Louis, when he was asked when he was signed to an extension, do you plan on changing your coaching staff? And he said no, which to me, like if you're a new coach, wouldn't you want to clean out your assistants and just sort of bring in your own people? So I feel like he must have made such a, re- a good impression on Martin St. Louis in that last like 40 games of the year stretch there that, you know, he definitely seems to be a kind of team player. Um, and again, when you hear his defensemen talk about him and obviously in the Stanley Cup final uh, last season, sort of the Western Conference Final, which Montreal was inexplicably <laughs> in, uh, and and the Stanley Cup Final, uh, Dominique Ducharme, head coach, had COVID, so he was out. So Luke Richardson had the bench for a couple of games, and the games went went well. Uh, and they also like the, the way the players talked about his influence on the bench. Like he seems to be to me a very much loved guy in hockey. Big thumbs up from everybody in Montreal. They they really like Luke Richardson, and like I said before. Certainly could have been a candidate uh, had he been bilingual. What do you, get babble, Luke? Yeah, what are you right. doing? <laughs> well, well, here's here's the fun part. Okay, he he didn't get. He wasn't a serious contender for Montreal because he couldn't speak French. So what are the what are the things he had needed to learn to do to get the Chicago job? Don't put ketchup on a hot dog. Uh, eat your pizza, cut in squares, thin crust. Uh, what that, else does he need? That, was, is, the, that do, was the entire interview process. Yeah, is, like, is is Kyle Davidson laid out a pizza, a tavern style pizza, <laughs> and a pizza cutter, and a hot dog with all the condiment options, and just was like, yeah. okay, go. Here's your test. Mm, yeah. yeah, I see. How okay, do you? Job. And any and any put any put jardinera on a flashcard. How do you pronounce this word? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're hired. You got the he job. Also, he also had to keep down a shot of Malort. Yeah, there you go. That's the cel- <laughs> If you pass the test, you get the head yes. coaching job. Yeah. Well, let's let's dive into the Derek King element of this because uh, when we were recording uh, version one of this podcast before the news broke, that was sort of the conversation is, look, Scott Powers this morning, who was as plugged in as anybody in town, uh, his final sentence of his piece says, it'd be surprising if the Blackhawks didn't bring back Andres Sorensen as the Icehawks head coach. So if Derek King is not the Blackhawks head coach, and now is apparently not the Rockford Icehogs head coach. Is he just out of a job? That would not be a great look for the Hawks to string him along, tell him he's a candidate for the job, then say, well, you didn't get it. Also, you don't have the Rockford job. So I think, and I hope, because I like him personally, I know we all do, maybe he ends up on the on Luke Richardson's staff in some way, shape, or form, because I could see him being a really good uh, especially for all these Rockford guys who know him and love him to still have him around as like this dramatic, but the shoulder to cry on is, is not a terrible <laughs> idea, right? It, it's a guy who they're familiar with. He knows them. He can also say to yeah. Luke Richardson, Hey, you know, why Kalnick had a really great season, you know, two years ago, this is what happened in the meantime. This is why I didn't play. He can give a lot of insight into the players to the new staff. So I think his presence is invaluable, I hope that he is involved in some way officially uh, with this new staff. And, and maybe if it's not with the staff, like some sort of advisory, they slap a title on him so he's around. I think it would be a really bad look if you – one of the first things they said when the season was over, Derek King is, a, is still under contract. Uh, we were all at the United Center with, with, at Kyle Davidson's year-end State of the Union presser. 
went out of his way to say Derek King is 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 good people. You need people like Derek King in this organization. Uh, Norm McIver had mentioned that you know this that same sort of line about Derek. And then for him, for them to just say, nope, we don't have a spot for you because we hired Luke Richardson after pretty much all the other vacancies have been filled up. We don't have a time for you to go back to Rockford where your house is. You know, it's like that would be a terrible, terrible look. And I don't see that happening. Uh, hopefully Derek stays on board. I mean, yeah, you should you should allow Luke Richardson to form his own coaching staff, but maybe Richardson and King have a relationship. Sure, they were never teammates, but they sure played against each other a lot. They were both in the league at the same time. Both in NHL 94. Yeah, the hockey. <laughs> were they both in? Uh, what was it? NHL. Uh, open ice. What was the, open ice. Open ice. Uh, Luke, yeah, Luke, Luke was Luke. not a big scorer, so no. <laughs> okay. Well. All they right. Have a but enforce, uh, he, he should have been. Um, but, but like that, we all know the hockey world is a very small one. These guys all know each other. There's no like so. Maybe they have a previous relationship, and maybe that was. Hey, we got Derek King here. Would you like him on your coaching staff? Sure, that sounds great. And I joked uh, in the first version of this podcast that maybe we'll put behind a paywall. You got to pay extra to hear the the original version of today's episode. That would be funny. The uncut reel. Yes, the uh, the blooper reel. <laughs> Thirty minutes of crap that never made the air. But uh, you know, we were talking about the three head coach candidates, and I kind of said, well, maybe that's like their entire coaching staff. Like they they're going to hire all three of those guys: King, Richardson, and Shaw. And there's your, and I said, I'm going to date myself this ref. There's your Voltron of, of head coaches. You know, Bradshaw is the video break it down every inch to the ice type of guy. You know, Derek King is your, your, I'm going to tell you a joke and make you feel better as a healthy scratch you kind of guy. (laughs) And then you got Luke Richardson overseeing it all. Maybe that's the way they're going here. Lord knows that's how the GM search went. You know, they they had they they ended up interviewing Jeff Greenberg, and then now he's one of Kyle Davidson's eighty-two assistants he's got right now. So you know, they they have a Voltron in the front office. Why not have a Voltron behind the bench? Um, a, A team effort here. Get as many eyes looking at the same thing as possible to figure out how to make it work. That's a that's not a bad way to handle this. It's much better than getting one of these egotistical retread head coaches in here that's my way or the highway this is how we did it this is how we did it back in 1972 this is how we're going to do it today no take it take a nice approach be a little progressive and how a team is run and if it works you guys are going to look like geniuses and if it doesn't well then you know bring on the next regime yeah well i liked (laughs) what we heard from um brian hedger on wednesday about shaw and him being like the big X's and O's guy breaking down film like crazy, almost to the point where it would frustrate players like, oh, my God, stop nitpicking every little mistake I make. And I he sort of alluded to not tension, but maybe some frustration towards the end with uh, Seth Jones. Seth Jones is getting a little bit annoyed at the constant nitpicking. Um, but I think, you know, as you mentioned, the, the Voltron, right, bring in people with different skill sets and build a perfect coaching set. Perfect. You know what I mean? And ideally <laughs> a, a composite perfect, coaching. Yeah, staff. right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and that's the approach with the front office and, and maybe it will be here, but we got plenty of time to get to that. I mean, it's just, um, I'm just glad it's done. It's we've just yeah. been thinking like, what are they, what are they waiting for? Yeah. Like right. it's every other they, team is making their hires. We haven't heard any really new names thrown into the mix at all. And the only coach that ever, like they were like, 
I mean, Derek King could have interviewed at any time, but maybe they that wasn't you know news enough. But Richardson was the only one that any reports came out that he had interviewed in Chicago. We didn't hear, yeah. you know, we we heard Todd Reardon had maybe been on their radar. Didn't hear if he had interviewed Brad Shaw. We didn't know if he had interviewed, but Richardson was the only one that sa- that it came out that he had an interview. So oh, must have been yeah. a hell of an interview. We yeah. should clarify, by the way, because our brains are still that we you already told you this. Scott Powers' piece said it was down to King, Shaw, and Richardson. That's why we're right. not talking about Todd Reardon today. Yeah, so, Todd Reardon, just for context, little, didn't come up. Yeah, and, and, and we were we were talking, uh, saying, like, okay, if these are your three guys, what are we waiting for? Like, you're not talking to a guy that's still in the in the Calder Cup or Stanley Cup final. You're not going to bring in Andrew Burnett. Uh, you know, what are we waiting for? And then, you know, Mario stood up in front of <laughs> the class and said, hold everything. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the yeah. hit the stop button. We got to start all over again, and uh, that there's where we are. But um, yeah, I'm just glad the decision's made. It was at the point where it's like, okay, let's you know we're we're less than two weeks from the draft. Get your guy in here. Start getting his input on the type of players he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, get him involved with the scouting. Get him getting some input on your on your draft board. Just get up you to know. speed. Yeah, like it's, it's it's there's a lot of work to do everyone involved in this organization so now that you have that in place um you know it's it's i like it It, it's there's optimism for the first time in a long time surrounding this franchise and that's a that's a very good thing um we know next year is going to be not good uh we know the year after that is probably going to be slightly less good but still not good (laughs) so but there's still optimism here there's there's different things happening they're taking a different approach to this than what we've been used to i had a lot of discussion on twitter about alex debrinket and all this stuff and salary cap a salary cap everybody's like hey and it's like guys we don't need to worry about the salary cap right now i know where our brains right. are trained to be worried about that stinking salary cap ceiling because that's just the way it's been but those days are gone we don't need to worry about that right now obviously we don't need to make bad mo I'm gonna say we but the team doesn't need to make mistakes that get them back into that position real quick but right now we shouldn't worry about what Alex DeBrinkett and Seth Jones are making five years from now yeah let's you just tw- take it one step at a time 21 million dollars coming off the books at the end of next season right. one way or another and it's essentially so. could essentially be replaced yeah. by those two guys but more on Alex DeBrinkett here uh foreshadowing uh well, later in the episode well and I think you know, getting getting Richardson in, in place now, leading up to the draft and leading into free agency and all the the and all the important dates in which, you know, Alex DeBrinket is open for an extension, Jonathan Taze, Patrick Kane are open for extensions. You have to make decisions on Dominic Kubalik and Dylan Strom, um, and and the rest of the RFA class. Like getting Richardson in is like one of those puzzle pieces that some of those players and and the organization needed to kind of know who who was going to be in that spot to get an understanding of what they want to do in their future. Um, and that's, you know, really important for a, for a guy like Dabrinka and very important for guys like Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane, who, as you know, we can, we can talk about this next if you guys want, but also empowers his piece spoke about the futures of Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane and, saying how they're not as cut and dry one way or the other uh, as as 
we might think they are. So I, Jay, you were able to to, to read more powers this piece before yeah. this than I was. So let's, if you want to lay that out, let's let's tell everybody uh, about CHGO and points bet first, and then we'll we'll get into sort of the periphery stuff news of that the day. Um, first of all, I hope everybody caught the CHGO Bulls draft coverage last night. It was fantastic. Awesome uh, from job. the graphics, I know Joey and Lawrence and everybody was working their ass off to get that together. We're going to do something very similar for the NHL draft, so make sure um, you're with us on both draft days. We'll be live, and then we'll be doing reaction shows afterwards. Like It's going to be fully covered. So if you like what we're doing here, the best way to support us is to download that PointsBet app and use the code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get those two risk-free bets up to $2,000. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you're also going to get a free membership at CHGO. You're going to get all of our web content. You'll get a free t-shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. It's an awesome deal. So two grand in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free t-shirt from the locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. It's your home for live in-play betting, and it just got even better. You see an edge in the game you're watching? Is your favorite team primed for a comeback? Don't just watch the game. Bet along with it live. More live betting, more live markets, and faster live cash outs. Follow along with your bets the moment they hit and stay in the action all game long. Download that PointsBet app right now and use the promo code CHGO. What are you waiting for? It's time to elevate your live betting game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Another great way to support CHGO is visiting our friends over at Strava CBD Coffee. Strava is a game changer and has helped thousands of people to improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, fresh roasted specialty coffee infused with organic broad spectrum CBD. CBD from hemp doesn't make you high or hungry, but it does offer you some real benefits that can help you out, such as feeling more alert and focused without all the jitters. You're going to be able to live your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pain. Plus, including CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy more restful sleep so you wake up feeling your absolute best. Strava is all about quality. Everything is small batch, fresh, and shipped straight to your door. They have a ton of different delicious flavors all kinds of different concentration levels of the cbd you can get it in whole bean ground k-cups they got it all and strava offers concentrated full spectrum cbd for those looking for a more traditional cbd format with a powerful entourage effect of benefits and plus chgo listeners can save 25 percent off their entire purchase when you use the code chgo25 that's 25 percent off your entire order at strava s-t-r-a-v-a craftcoffee.com when you use that chgo25 promo code at checkout and if you're already a fan of strava you can join the strava coffee club where you subscribe and save with strava you're in total control save on all your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule i want to get before we move on in scott powers's piece of some of the other other news items there's a quote here from a league source about luke richardson quote coaching wise he's a teacher and a great human I love the guy. It's it just that's kind of been the the consensus from what people have said about Luke Richardson is just really great teacher and and I I keep going back to Laura Sava saying like those games in the Cup final that he coached were some of the best games they played in that final. 
you know, and it's it's encouraging. I'm I excited. Just so happen to be playing the Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm excited about it, and uh, I hope Hawks fans are too. Look, it's going to be a long road, like we always say, but um, so far, I'm really happy with everything Kyle Davidson has done, including bringing Luke Richardson in as yeah. the new head coach. Yeah, that's the thing with Davidson. Like people are. I don't know why people are just kind of waiting to jump down his throat for the first wrong movies made, but he really hasn't made a bad move yet that you can really, you know, say, Oh, this is terrible. Like this is a bad move. Like he's, I, I feel confident in everything he's done so far and we won't know exactly how things are going to pan out for another year, two, three years. But I think so far there's nothing egregious that he's done. That is just like, well, that's stupid. He should be fired. But I don't know. I think we just, Patience is something that I don't think that the that us and the fan base are are very uh, accustomed to, but it's something that we're gonna have to uh, get get better at soon. I'm looking at a story at the Athletic by Arpan Basu about Richardson. Here's the headline. <laughs> this is from uh, April 12, 2019. The true unsung hero of the Canadian season and why Luke Richardson is an important part of the future. Ah. Luke Richardson is the epitome of unsung. The Canadians' new defense coach had a tangible impact on the team's ability to exceed expectations this season, and because assistant coaches are not allowed to speak with the media with very few exceptions, Richardson never got the recognition he so rightfully deserved. I mean, this is a whole piece from 2019, just praising comments from players in here. Uh, Jordy Ben. He was just a huge calming factor for us. During games, he knows how to handle himself. He knows hockey's really fast, and sometimes people are going to make mistakes. He did a really good job of letting us calm down before he came out and tried to correct them. Brett Kulak, he's really good. He's a calm guy back there, and he's smart, and he sees the game so well. He understands what it's like to be a player. So, you know, mistakes happen, and he's not in your ear every shift talking about what you should have done this small little adjustment every time he speaks up at the right times and lets you know areas that are really important when you make a mistake or if you keep doing something over and over that's not right he can point that out to you it just goes on and on of praise from of luke richardson and this is two years ago so check these out on the athletic uh there's another one from ian mendez i'm going to read later um just incredible incredible it's just the sounds, more time like- passes the better it seems yeah, it sounds like he has the perfect demeanor for a team in the Blackhawks situation right now. And yeah. can we pump the brakes on the like getting them to overachieve for a couple of years? Like, let's not overachieve next season when Connor Bedard could possibly become a Blackhawks. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> we, we just know that from from what we know so far, he knows how to develop. He knows how to reach players. Right, and that's and, the most important part. And the other he who shall not be named, Jeremy Cowan. I can't afford to have two jars. I'm sorry. We're, I have to say Jeremy <laughs> no, Colleton. Uh, no, it's fine with Colleton because people don't still bitch about Jeremy Colleton as much as they do about he who shall not be named. Yeah. That's that, that was the whole thing about that. He couldn't reach anyone. That was no. the problem is he just like everyone's like, what the hell is going on here? People are confused all the time. It's just, you know, anyway. All right, we should get to some of these other news items in here. Um, so we mentioned the Sorensen thing, right? I'm losing track. We did that on this yeah. podcast, fellas. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that he's expected back as the Ice Hawks head yeah. coach. All right, another little nugget. Uh, it looks like Caleb Jones will be back. The injury he suffered wasn't serious, and he is expected to resign with the Hawks. Okay, no big news there. But here's the other powers bomb uh, dropped in the middle. Uh, there's no absolute the Blackhawks will trade Alex Dabrinkit this summer, but it remains a possibility the Seattle Kraken could be one potential destination. They have the fourth overall pick in the 2022 draft. It's another team that wants to be good very fast. 
Yeah. And we and Greg were talking before we started recording. I said, not enough. Four is not high enough. They don't have prospects I like enough that they're willing to trade. Uh, I'm I'm pretty set. Like, if you're going to trade to Brinkett, it's got to be the Devils for two and one of their top, at least one of their top prospects. Seattle is where is uh, Maddie Beneers, right? Yeah, but there's yeah, no way they it, trade him, right? They're, they're not. Yeah, I don't see that happening. I, that, I mean, if that's they, who it would take, though. If it, the conversation can begin now, if that mm-hmm. name is yeah. there, yeah. If it's number four and Maddie Beneers, I'll listen. Um, but they yeah. don't have. They don't have, and I, I can't see that happening. If and if Ron Francis is willing Probably to make not. that trade, you accept it before he, you know, <laughs> re- recovers from whatever. Before the Malort wears off. Yeah, whatever hit in the head got him to think that that was an okay trade. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at Seattle's roster, their their prospects. It's and it's not it's not great, Bob. Um, There's not a lot going on there that gets me to go. Yeah, you can have Alex to bring John Quenville back. (laughs) He went to Europe. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Yeah, you'd have to call. You'd have to call Switzerland. They took him in the expansion draft and didn't (laughs) sign him. Like they yeah. literally just said, we don't want anyone from the Blackhawks. Yeah, we're I good. I don't blame them. Yeah, it's like right. uh, Bart Simpson calling Australia. <laughs> Which way is your toilet flushing? And can we have John yeah. Quinville back? <laughs> can we have John Quinville and can you build me a chocolate watch? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I just, um, but I don't see Seattle having enough. Do they have, like, I, I, Greg, you, I, I don't know if you got their cat-friendly page up or whatnot, but do they have, like, They got tons f- of cap space. But do they have multiple um, like picks in the next? Let's take a draft. Let's take a peek at that real quick. Yeah, I mean, Cause I, cause that's the thing. If they the give prospects. you four, all right. Here's what they if, got this year: uh, one first round pick. They have four second round picks. Okay. Uh, a third, three fourths, a fifth, sixth, seventh. Twenty twenty three, one first, three seconds, two thirds, three fourths, a fifth, two sixths, and a seventh. Twenty twenty four, first, second. Two thirds, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth, and two sevenths. So you'd have to, I mean, to make it any, to make it worth anything, it'd have to be number four overall, and then like all bunch of your second second round picks that maybe you flip. And number one next year round. too. Number yeah. one next year too. If you're, yeah, if I you're mean, because there's no there's no prospect up, I want. If you're if they're not throwing in veneers and anything, which I'm sure yeah, they wouldn't. So number four this not, year. Yeah. Number one next year, which will likely be another top ten, top five pick. Yeah, that's where you know. start, and then give me and they're a not couple gonna, of them second round picks. They're not going to give up their NHL players because they need them. Yeah, so, that so. that one doesn't make a lot of sense to me because Seattle's not an Alex to bring it away from com- contending. You like Morgan um, Geeky? He is a uh, yeah, restricted. I like his agent. name. That's about it. Twenty three okay. years old. His, his younger brother might you be can dra- You can draft his brother with fourth overall, and then you can have the Doc and Geeky brothers and Jones brothers. We'll be a team of brothers. Of oh, or brothers. A, or a band. Brothers, brothers, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a Yeah, Seattle doesn't thing. do it. Seattle doesn't do it for me. No, I because, agree. Well, and, and the, the other thing, too, is at number four, you're likely out of Shane Wright, Logan Cooley, and Yuri Slavkovsky. So, right. so you get Morgan Geeky, Morgan Geeky's brother or um, Geeky Savoy or Matthew Savoy. And I don't know. 
Outside Maybe, outside of those first three, I don't really feel like know, one of those guys S- is going to. Simone Nemich alt- is is a guy, but you have a ton of defense. You, and you need a dynamic so forward. At, yeah, yeah, you need a you need a dynamic forward there. It doesn't get it done for me. It doesn't move my needle. The Devils at number two pick is very sexy. Plus, they've got some NHL ready young talent that could be on the opening night roster and productive mm-hmm. this year. That's what you need, you know. So yeah, Seattle I mean, can call. If I won't stop Ron Francis from calling, but mm. if I'm trading to Brinkett, I need multiple firsts and a prove like a pretty much guaranteed prospect. Mm-hmm. Like I need at least a Lucas Reichel, right? Yeah. Like a guy who you know is going to be a decent Hopefully NHL player. Better than that, right? That's right. what I said. At least, yeah. Like yeah. that. That's the lowest prospect I'm talking about. If yeah. I'm trading Alex to Brinkett, it is to take at least one season off the rebuild. It's a franchise. Not really. add another. Not add two seasons to the rebuild. It's to say, okay, this is now gone. The players we got back for Alex DeBrincat is now gone. Made us going from a four to five year window to contend to a three to four year window to contend. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I make that trade. Yeah, franchise ruiner. That's what it mm-hmm. has to be for them, not us. I'm tired right. of the franchise yeah. ruining trades that that ruin the Blackhawks. <laughs> We've had enough of those. That could be a throwback be Thursday. Yeah, uh, franchise that could ruining be a trades. Whole, that could be a whole off season of throwback Thursdays. Yeah. The other little note here is about uh, Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane. Um, the Kyle Davidson will not go to them to ask them if they would like to be traded. Um, they're going to treat them with class. A, a source says they're not going to kick them out. So if they want trades, they're going to have to come to Kyle Davidson and say, we would like to be traded from the Chicago Blackhawks. So as of now, they're both expected to be on the season opening roster. Okay. Um, the other thing is, and this is another powers bomb, uh, the Blackhawks resigning Kane and Taves hasn't been ruled out either. Just don't expect it to happen this summer when they can begin negotiation on a new contract. All sides will be waiting to see how things go this season. So I I can't imagine, especially Taves back after his next contract. I've said for a while I could see Patrick Kane wanting to break Stan Makita's records as a Blackhawk and go from there. Um, but the fact that neither of those guys have ruled out resigning, that to me is a little bit surprising. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, obviously Kane resigning here to sell tickets, go for the, the scoring records. I mean, that that's a good storyline. You know, I don't see... Uh, the the Taves storyline. What what is it after this year? Is there a a, a fun storyline that can help PR with Jonathan Taves? Not really. Um, so, Unless he plays out his contract and retires a Blackhawk after yeah, after I mean, next season. I I I just I have the feeling that this season is going to be his last as a player, regardless of if it's a full season with the Blackhawks, if it's he's here to the trade deadline and gets traded, and then maybe you do what you did with Marion Hosa, you sign him to that one-day contract and bring him back and have a nice little uh, press conference and let him go on the ice and wave to the fans, you know, whatever. Um, I, I, I have a hard time seeing Jonathan Taves playing beyond the 22-23 season, regardless if it's here or anywhere else. Uh, I think he's a guy that, um, is smart enough to realize that he can have a future well beyond playing. I know he's one of the most competitive guys that ever lace up a pair of skates, but I also think he's got that that mindset to be thinking ahead 
and thinking of his life after hockey. And he's always come off as a guy that has been that way. So yeah. we'll see. I mean, it, it, we, it's easy for us to say that, but this is a guy that has played hockey his, his entire life. Yeah. That's all he knows. It's what he does. Um, and it's hard to walk away from that, especially when you've had the success that he's had. You know, it's hard for a guy as competitive as Jonathan Taves to just wake up one morning and not have anything to compete in. I mean, it's you can compare it to like a Michael Jordan. Um, you know, that's why Michael Jordan was on the golf course betting a million dollars a hole because he <laughs> needs to win something all the time. I don't think Taves yeah, is yeah. that bad. But it's in the same mold, so it's it's hard to get in his head, and I don't want to uh, to make a statement for him. But I I have a hard time seeing him back anywhere after this season, and maybe he has that conversation this off season and says this is going to be my last year, so they can announce it ahead of time. And there's your there's tour. your drawing power for this season, the Jonathan Taves farewell tour. Right. Um, well, just look like how how much the. This was a tough year for Taves for a lot of reasons. On and off the ice, put his foot in his mouth several times. You had Hawks fans annoyed with him, um, but as soon as the as soon as the two tough seasons, yeah, as soon as the thousand game thing happened, um, everyone was like suddenly remembered the captain, right? Like right, yeah. the, the tenor shifted on like from that day to the end of the year, and I think if if it was if it was sold as Jonathan Taves' last season. Let's make him feel special. Let's, you know, like maybe like someone, Ron Kittle builds him a bench of baseball bats or something. Who knows, right? Like it's, <laughs> it's like the farewell tour for Taves. That's something that could sell some tickets. I don't know. I, I'm trying not to be cynical about it. Let me ask you this. Have either of you completely written off the, like a bounce back season for him next year? Like a 60 point, 65 point season from Jonathan Taves next year. Is that like completely out of the realm of possibility for you two? Depends not on the rest the of the roster. roster. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. I think if he if he didn't have, but someone's yeah, got to score though. Someone, like, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, like Kyle Calder like put up big numbers for the Hawks because he was the only guy who could do it. And at some point, the puck has to go in, right? <laughs> like, right. It, it's. It, I I don't know. I just I I don't see that. I mean, he could he could put up 40, 50 points next year, and that would I would consider that a bounce back because yeah. if he's able to do it consistently, um, you know, his uh, coming back from you know from missing the entire uh, shortened season, and then you know he had some some concussion issues last season. I mean, it's it's this is a lot to come back from, and if he could stay healthy, if he could have consistent line mates, and have like a, a you know a fifty point season, great fantastic but i i just i don't know i if they if they don't have kubelik if they don't have strom who knows about to if yeah. you know if those guys are gone i don't know i don't yeah. i mean so yeah someone has to score but i i mean i just I, I think he's at the point where he's not necessarily the driver he used to be and might need someone to you know to work off of yeah 37 yeah. points in 71 games last year so yeah he had a he had that nice bounce back year um you know before the covid year he was doing really well but that's because he had dominant kubelik on his wing scoring 30 goals you can pick up a lot of points when you got a 30 goal scorer on your winger there ain't going to be a 30 goal scorer on his winger next year yes somebody has to score i don't think it's going to be i'm not going to write it off completely but i'm not going to open up my points bet app and, and, and bet the over on his point total next year either. So right. it, it's within the realm of possibility. 
but there just wasn't enough there last season for me to be confident that it's going to get any better. Um, maybe, hey, maybe Luke Richardson is the guy to unlock the Pandora's box of, of Jonathan Taves' late career. I don't know. Maybe. Um, but I, I, I couldn't make an educated guess on that until I see what that roster is like next season because it, it's, it's trending that it's not going to be a lot of offensive talent there to help him get those points. And I don't think he's the type of player that can do it on his own. Not anymore. Yeah, without without having a, a firm understanding of what the roster goes, is going to look like and what role he's going to play, uh, yeah. it's, it's it's hard to kind of think if he, he can have a bounce back. Because if he's, you know, if they if they throw in, you know, Kirby Doc and, and Lucas Reichel and, and try and get, get those guys going as, as top centers, um, does does Taze fall back as you know your your second or third guy if they don't have Strom? I mean, I don't know what they're. I mean, the do, best but... way to do that is is to put Taves and Kane together off season. Then maybe if he's if he's yeah. Patrick Kane's center, then yeah, sixty points is definitely achievable. He's got fifty a points for sure. Yeah. Um, and if it is going to be the Taves farewell tour, then what better way to do it is to have nineteen and eighty eight together as a line all season and just go for the full marketing. We got to sell tickets blitz <laughs> here. Beyond marketing, you might just have to. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, that too. Like... I mean. It's, yeah, yeah it's, so it, it that, that's that's a very that's a good that's a good topic we got to write down and discuss right before opening night when we have the roster. Maybe we'll do uh, an over under show where we we all bet over unders <laughs> on this guy's point total, this mount, this stuff, and, and we can have like those, a proposition bet show. Yeah, those never come back to bite you whatsoever. <laughs> nope. Not, not, not Never. me. The guy that predicted Dominic Kubelik to lead the team in goals this year. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. But I did also predict the Colorado Avalanche to win the Stanley Cup before the season started. So you know, you know, anytime think, you break even is a good day. I think I wrote at the beginning of last season, uh, for when I was with Bleacher Nation, I wrote that Kirby Doc could get to sixty points, and that didn't happen. I mean, he could. First career, he last might. season. Last season, he was supposed to do it, and he did not. Oh, okay. I was trying to let you off the hook. You know, no, no, I, I, I won't let myself off the hook for that one. Boy, there's just so many. You know, I, I'm trying to imagine like Luke Richardson rolling in here, and all right, I'm here. Like, let's take a look at what we got. What do we What do we got to work with? And and just kind of to bring it back before we before we wrap up, like, who do you think Luke Richardson is is looking at this roster and identifying right now as this is a guy I can help. You think there's someone that stands out to him is, hey, if I get my hands on this guy, I can make him a better player. And maybe this is a question, maybe you know, that we get to ask uh, next week and, and when the if and when the press conferences occur. Um, you know, maybe that's a question. Like, is there someone on this roster that appealed to you developmentally? I mean, if he's, you know, if he was really good with the defensive group in in Montreal and he was a, a long time NHL defenseman himself. I mean, you look at the defensive group and the the young guys they have with. Um, you know, Ian Mitchell and, and Alec Regula and Alex Vlasic and um, Isaac Phillips, like these guys coming up, that, I mean, that's encouraging to have someone who, who has had success with a defensive group before and, and, and has that mindset and that ability. That's really the only group of young players and prospects that the Blackhawks have right now that you can look at and be like, hey, the development's going in the right direction because they don't have enough forwards to, to make up a group, basically, that's going to be, you know, potential NHL guys. Um, or or impact guys, so yeah, I, I think if, if he can if he can pull one or two of those of those young defensemen that 
currently look like, oh, they could be a, no- a good number four, number three defenseman in the NHL if their career tops out. If he could pull one of those guys to be like, hey, you're a good number two defenseman, like that would be that would be great. And I think the Blackhawks have enough talent that he could look at that and and probably see one or two of those guys that he could uh, uh, he could help advance. I'm interested to see him get his hands on Ian Mitchell because if you remember mm-hmm. heading into last season. People are like, okay, so Mitchell's the number two defenseman. And then we'll have, like, people were just so ready to anoint Ian Mitchell, the next really good Hawks defenseman. And then it didn't work out that way. And, like, I remember having conversations with people in the organization who are not quite team he he, who shall not be named saying, look, you can't just rush defensemen to the league. It is a very tough position to learn on the fly. And this conversation was actually about Henry Okaharu. It's like, Sure, if you watch him, he looks okay. Like, he's doing the things he needs to do when he was playing for the Hawks. But, like, it's like the duck on the pond, right? Like, the feet underneath are going crazy. And his brain is going a million miles an hour just to be, like, level. Okay, You know what I mean? Like, that is not an ideal environment to bring a defenseman in. Ian Mitchell comes up last year with expectations, uh, two years ago, with expectations. Obviously, is not ready. And now he has sort of become this forgotten guy. He had a terrific season in Rockford before he got hurt. And that, to me, is the one guy that I'm really wanting Luke Richardson to be like, come. Yeah. <laughs> come to Butthead. I've, you know? I've got another guy. I've got another guy. Man, we've got Voltron and Beavis and Butthead in the same episode. Uh, yeah. This nice. Put a gold star on this one. Um, Good one. Good one. I got another guy to that list. You want to talk about forgotten prospects? Nicholas Bodine. Yeah. Former first round draft pick yep. who was healthy scratched in the playoffs. Uh, that's a guy that I still think has a lot of potential to be an NHL defenseman. Um, that's a guy that could use a guy like Luke Richardson, have a training camp with him, have a prospect camp with him, um, get some time. You know, it's going to be interesting to see what now, what the Ice Hogs are going to look like with Luke Richardson and them working together. Uh, t- traditionally, AHL teams will run the same sorts of schemes and, and systems that the NHL team does. So I'm interested to see what kind of plan of attack Luke Richardson will have for this team on the ice and how that leads to Nicholas Bodine is a guy, former first round pick. But again, you got to take time with your defensemen. They're not all going to play in the first year. We tried that a couple of times, and those guys are now playing for other teams. So there's nothing wrong with a a young defenseman taking three, four years before he's NHL ready. So Mitchell and Kalnuck were the two guys that a lot of guys are really excited about heading into last year, and they spent pretty much the entire season in Rockford, which was 100% the right call, and I think it's going to do a lot for them. Bodine has now had two seasons in Rockford and likely a third. Three, right? Maybe now... Uh, yeah, three. I'm sorry. Yeah, three yeah. total. So you're, he's entering year four in the Blackhawks organization. Yeah, I think it's time now that you you this is could be like that make or break year as far as is he parked to move on and having a defensive a former NHL defenseman, uh, a real former NHL defenseman, not like Jeremy Colleton who had a cup of coffee in the NHL as a defenseman. This guy's got 1,400 games playing defense in the NHL. This is a guy that's got, as you just read off, Jay, proven NHL veterans raving about his coaching. This is a guy, this is the guy Nicholas Bodine needs to take that next step and live up to being that first round pick. This is the guy that Ian Mitchell and Wyatt Kalnick need to take that next step. That's why this move is pretty exciting. 
I'm just like, as we're talking, just reading this piece with all the quotes from players, and I'm like, getting very excited. <laughs> I don't know. I probably, I probably, you know, I, I, you, I think you guys know me by now. I am like the eternal optimist. I am always like, this is great. Um, so yeah, yeah no, I'm uh, the same way. I, 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 I think, I think there's enough to this move that you can, you can have some optimism. Um, there's definitely nothing that you can point to where it's just like, well, this was the wrong move. Like we won't know. We, we won't know. All this, this, this rebuilding process, this, this off season, um, now going into the draft, going into free agency and, and, and eventually getting to training camp. It's we're, we are the fan base, the players, coaches, they're all kind of learning what this is going to be as we take, as, as these steps go, go, you know, through each other. So we know the coach now. Okay. That's, that's the next step. Now, how does Kyle Davidson and his scouting department draft? Who do, who do, what do they target? Who do they target? What do they value? Um, we'll find that out. And then after that, we'll find out, we'll get a little bit more of an idea of what the roster construction is going to be because we'll settle up some RFAs and we'll go into free, we'll go into to unrestricted free agency with maybe a little bit of an idea of a plan, yeah. uh, a little bit clearer, uh, clearer vision of the plan. And it's just, it's all just a learning process. But right now, you know, with, with, with the move with Richardson, with the idea that, you know, Taze and Kane, they're not going to be shoved out the door, but they'll, you know, they know where it is if they want to go out it. Okay, I can, can understand that. If you're curious, the door is over there. I'm not saying you need to take it or use it in any way, shape, or form, but just in case, there it's is a available. door and it's yeah. over there. Yeah. And if you there, need to there, open it, just call this number. Your, it's, your seat <laughs> is a flotation device should you need it. 976 Kyle. It is a three ninety nine a minute. Just yeah, to make there, more dated references, Greg. We are just killing it today with the uh, Hey, Mario, you know what? do you remember nine seven six numbers? Like you can call and chat with like uh slash or something for three ninety nine a minute. No. And it would just be like, Hey, it's slash from Guns N' Roses. We're on tour now, and he just read tour dates. You like, like pre-recorded. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, yeah. And it was, it was like hot. Pre- yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah. how you got grounded, man. It, Your it, parents here's another bill dated hundred dollars. Here, here, here's another dated reference for you. It precursed one nine hundred nine zero nine ninety nine hundred. Do you remember what that was? The number was for that was for the old Mean Gene Oakland okay. WCW hotline. I remember there was nine seven six Babe. Was also one where yeah. you could like chat with a sexy lady. Apparently, Uh-oh. oh yeah, those were those were all. We'll have to have a what in August. We'll have like Greg and Jay old man hour for Mario. Uh, just <laughs> well, see, I re- I remember those got- numbers <laughs> existing. Like I remember like like ask your parents to go online and like stuff like that. Like I remember that, um, but I d- I mean I don't have them ingrained in my brain like we, you guys we, do. I wasn't we, calling. We're gonna have to make sure, babe. We're gonna have to make sure. Uh, Joey is our producer for that day cuz uh, speaking about the draft show the wonderful bulls I caught a little bit of it and they were they were they met somebody mentioned Inspector Gadget and they're like Joey do you know who Inspector Gadget was like <laughs> Oh no so, see that we've been saying that to our softball team like go go gadget arms like on high fly balls and they're like what is that we don't know <laughs> what, what you're talking about <laughs> Are you having a seizure are you okay coach <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's very I don't, I don't know if Joey knows what a telephone is like if you were to bring uh, yeah. him like a wall mounted phone like okay use this yeah, dial <laughs> dial my dial my number on this rotary phone. But don't like, ca- don't call before four p.m. because you'll get long distance charges. Yeah, right. You got to call out. You got to call after seven. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, uh, you know what? Those... We get to make these jokes, but we got to see Luke Richardson play. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. There you go. Yeah. Throw some knees every now and again. 
Luke was yeah. known, Luke was known to do that time and again. All right, tell us what we need, Mario, and we'll before wrap we this get out of here. Want to let you know what you uh, what what everyone needs, only what you need. O w y n Owen. Owen is a 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you the nutrition that works hard, just as hard as you do. All of Owen's products are free of artificial ingredients. They are allergen-friendly. They don't contain any gluten or dairy and are easily digestible. And you may have heard about Owen from Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields, who also follows a plant-based diet. Right now, Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer. You can get 20% off your first purchase when you go to liveowen.com and use the code CHGO20. Uh, I've started to work out a little bit more uh, recently, trying to get uh, you know the body in shape for, uh, for summer. Um, I've been using Owen, and it's been, it's been doing a good job of, uh, of helping me uh, feel just feel good feel good as you as you're working out recovery is a, a little bit better as you know as you get a little bit older uh the recovery takes a little bit more time with owen it's uh, it's been helping me out so uh join myself and justin fields one in the same when it comes yep. to working out side by side uh, and try owen that's o-w-y-n only what you need all right well that was a lot of fun uh it's been a crazy day <laughs> there's part we got of a like, podcast and a half here we should eventually publish the uh oh, oh, oh we just did a 40 minutes of a podcast that is now moot because uh, the coaching hire has been made it was a lot of fun uh fellas thanks for sticking around i know there's uh you know mario with the baby and everything greg with the dogs i got nothing i got nothing going on <laughs> you've so. got you've got a softball team my friends over it's over. We took third. Uh, took third. You place, still have so the memories. Over. Yes, we do. The memories will live forever. All right. Luke Richardson is the new Blackhawks head coach. A lot to come next week. We had a ton of guests lined up, and we might have to re, re rearrange that uh, big time. Um, but hey, uh, I would expect uh, some big things on the show next week for sure. Uh, just stay tuned, and as soon as those things become one hundred percent confirmed, we will let you know. But next week will be in the next few weeks, actually will be huge on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. So thanks for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. Remember, we are presented by PointsBet. Help us out. Use that promo code CHGO when you sign up. You're going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000 and that free CHGO membership and T-shirt with a $50 first-time deposit. For Greg and Mario, I'm Jay. This is the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.